Hello, friends, and welcome to the U-Turn Podcast. This is your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, a speaker, a best-selling author of the book, U-Turn. Get unstuck, discover your direction, design your dream career. And I created the U-Turn book and the podcast as a place to help you connect to who you truly are at your core. And that's why every single week, I want to bring a guest on with the intention of helping you expand what's possible for you, both in your confidence, whether it's in work or love, and just in life in general. So let's get into this week's episode. Okay, my friends, it's Ashley Stahl here as usual. And today I have a very special human being on the show. And I feel like I tell you everybody's special. This person is very special. So you all know I'm really good friends with Gina DeVee and her husband, Glenn. One night she invited me over for dinner and the gem of the gems was there and it's Chetan Parkin. Um, He's an author and he is a creator. So he created and he was one of the first people ever in the United States to be introduced to the human design system. And it was first discovered in 1987 um, by the Canadian Robert Allen Krakauer, so Ra Uruhu. Um, And Chetan has spent the past three decades really mastering and teaching human design. He has an app. He has a book called Human Design, Discover the Person You Are Meant to Be. And um, a lot of you probably turn to astrology if you're into this sort of a thing, but this is so much more than that. There's so much more nuance to it. So I wanted to introduce you today to his work, to his understanding of the work, and just help you understand yourself more fully as you go into this episode. And I want to encourage you to, whether it's using his app but to look up your human design chart, which comes from your date of birth, your time of birth, your place of birth. Um, and we're going to just get into it. So Chetan, thank you so much for being here with me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Great to see you again, Ashley. It's good to see you. It's like I spent that one evening with you and it just wasn't enough because you're just full on the most entertaining, like stimulating person. And I know that you go on motorcycle trips with uh, Glenn and you guys probably have so much to talk about. So can you just kind of update everyone who maybe has never heard of human design? How would you describe this body of work? Well, it's a it's a new synthesis, basically. You mentioned astrology. A lot of people are familiar with astrology, but it, it depends a lot on the interpretation, like who's reading it and how versed they are in astrology. Human design, in a sense, can be extremely complex, but it can be extraordinarily simple. It's the first of what I call a self remembering device. So when you understand a couple of basic things about your unique individual human design, it can completely change the course of your life. So I think all of us would realize at this time, the world is changing very fast. The things that we used to rely on even before COVID are already evaporating. And so if you don't know who you are, if you don't know what your life journey is all about, if you don't know what this incarnation of yours is all about, you're really in a in a lot of trouble mm. because it's all changing. And the things that were applied in the past, we're going to find they're not going to work in the future. Mm-hmm. And so the whole thing about understanding your human design is putting yourself in present tense in your own life. Mm. Right? Nobody came here to live anybody else's life, even though we've all been told, hey, why do you do like so-and-so and behave like so-and-so? And these are all outdated concepts. So human design is a synthesis. As you say, it came in in 1987, was downloaded and put together by this one Canadian fellow. And uh, 
I worked with him for seven years. Um, like you say, I've been 30, 30 years with Hume Design now, all over the world. Uh, the book, three books now. Um, they're in multiple languages all over the world, and they're literally changing people's lives. So I would just really encourage your listeners. I know you're somebody who's really into helping people transform their lives, like upgrade, up level, you know, be with the times, live a very, very full and rich life. Mm. And that's what human design is all about, is helping people recognize I'm a unique presence here. There's no duplicates of me anywhere, you know. And if I don't tune into my own life, I'm really going to miss out on stuff. So long-winded, long-winded way of saying human design puts you on the spot in your own life as a self-remembering device. And you just remember these few features about your design and everything in your life starts to transform. You know, I, what I love about it is that I feel like the, I don't want to say the problem, but one of the challenges I see in self-development is that there's so much developing to be done that sometimes the real work isn't accepting yourself and people are always trying to be better so much that they're almost trying to be someone else or their best self gets to become this pressure of who they're not yet. And so what I love about human design is that it feels like kind of a permission slip in a way and also an encouragement to be more of who you are. Um, but I know that a lot of people, like I said, they think about astrology when they think about these things because the only familiar uh, context they have is putting their birth time and their birthday and all these things in for astrology. So does human design, can you explain like what does human design take into account? Like what is happening on the other side of that calculator? Like, is it influenced by astrology? And obviously you can't tell me all of it, but for people to just get a sense, because I think a lot of people are trying to wrap their head around it as they use it. Um, and I, my understanding is that there's many touch points being used to calculate your design. Yeah. Well, as you suggested, birth time, date and place are all the uh, important features. We have a software and the software develops a chart. And the chart is composed of two separate calculations. Just like in astrology, we have the calculation for the moment of birth. But one of the bits of information that came through with human design was there is a second calculation to do roughly three months before the birth, actually exactly 88 degrees of solar arc before birth. Sounds a little complicated, but it's about three months before when the fetus is inside the womb. And that moment in time, the three months before birth is when the neocortex is ready and it turns on in mm. the fetus. Mm. And so what happens in that instant, we have a going concern. And basically the incoming spirit or the incoming soul has a place to connect into this body. My friend, are you ready to stay hydrated this summer? I have something for you, grapefruit salt from Element. It's L-M-N-T, because healthy hydration isn't just about drinking water, it's about water and electrolytes. It makes sense. You lose both water and sodium when you sweat, and both of those need to be replaced to prevent muscle cramps, headaches, energy dips throughout the day, but most people only replace the water. So why is that? Well, since the 1940s, we've been told to drink eight glasses of water per day, thirsty or not. But drinking beyond your thirst is a bad idea. It actually dilutes your blood electrolyte levels, especially sodium, which leads to headaches, low energy, cramps, confusion, or worse. So this low sodium situation called hyponatremia is super common among endurance athletes, 
And the solution is not to stop drinking water either. It's to drink water with electrolytes. That is where LMNT, my favorite brand for electrolytes, has you covered. So former research biochemist Rob Wolf and Keto Gains co-founder Louis Villasenor formulated Element to provide the optimal ratios of sodium, potassium, and magnesium for health, performance, and energy. They also formulated Element to please your palate. It tastes so good. Try orange salt, citrus salt, watermelon salt, or you can experiment with five other flavors like this summer's grapefruit. I even like to put Element's chocolate flavor into my coffee in the morning sometimes. So Element just gave us a really fun offer. All you have to go do is head on over to drinkelement.com slash Ashley Stahl. That's D-R-I-N-K. L-M-N-T dot com slash A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L to receive a free sample pack of every flavor with your first purchase. My personal favorite is the watermelon and the lime. Again, that's drinkelement.com slash Ashley Stahl. Your salty little summer starts now. So we might say at the moment of conception, you know, there's, there's an agreement when the sperm hits the egg and there's that connection made. There's an agreement made. Okay, there's going to be a fetus. There's going to be a life comes from this moment in time. We can't necessarily make a calculation for that moment. But if we could, and perhaps sometime in the future, these calculations will be made, we can tell exactly what that person's capability in life is going to be all about. Mm. But working with the birth information, we get that calculation for the moment of birth, which we call the conscious information. This is when the baby comes out of the mum's womb and has connection into the world on a conscious basis. The calculation three months before is basically the genetic inheritance. So some of it coming from the parents, but we've traced this information back to at least four generations of input. And all of this information is basically what I call the autopilot. You know how you can drive a car without actually paying attention too much to the road? Yeah. It's you're kind of fiddling with the radio or you're talking with your phone or something or other, but you still stay on the road. Yeah, And it's like that part of us, the autopilot that just goes about life, how we hold our teacup, how we walk down the road, how we hold our knife and fork. All of these things are genetic inheritances unless we get it trained out of us in some way or other. Mm. So human design, this is a unique thing where we have two calculations. We have the whole genetic background, basically how the outfit works. Right, how the body works, how it functions, how it thinks, how it feels, all these different things, unconscious. And then we have the conscious side of it where we kind of look to see, okay, how are we going to play within our life? What are we going to do within our life? Mm. The first time we have these two completely different aspects, where we're coming from, the, the genetic inheritance. And, you know, I always tease people when I look at the second calculation, it's like, there's at least 10 years working with a psychoanalyst to get all this information out of you. Yeah. With human design, all we've done is click the mouse and the whole story is there. Yeah. And, and I want to say for, for everyone who's never heard of it, there are so many coaches right now going into corporate with human design. And what you're pointing at, Chetan, is my understanding is those numbers. So is it one through nine that you can be with human design, one through 10? where it's the um, people are assigned an unconscious number and a conscious number. Can you explain a little bit about that too, based on their information? Okay. So we're doing these calculations and basically without getting too crazily scientific about it all, we're talking about energy that is coming from the universe 
into our solar system and then getting logged in us. So human design is composed, it's a bit like, I see it like a cake mix. You know, you get these different ingredients in a cake mix, you mix them all together, you bake the cake and you end up with a cake. You don't just have eggs and flour and sugar or whatever else. You have the whole thing become something different. So yes, astrology we use for the calculation. Where is everything around us at the moment in time? Then it's also we have the I Ching, the Chinese book of changes as another component part. 64 hexagrams, six lines. Then we have the tree of life, part of the understanding of the Kabbalah and these various branches in the tree of life and how they all connect together. And then the fourth one is an understanding of the chakra system, the energy systems, the vortices in the body. So these are four component parts that make up human design. And then we add on two others, the understanding of neutrino physics, because neutrinos are basically those little particles that fly out of all the stars all around us, go every direction in the universe, but some of them find their way to pass through our solar system and then pass through us. Mm. And the fourth, the, the sixth last component is the genetic makeup. So 64 hexagrams, so we divide the sky into 64 equal component parts, right? Individual star fields emitting these little particles, these neutrino particles. They come fly into our solar system. They pass through one or other of our planets, and then they pass through us. Mm. So we're getting the frequency of that particular star field. We're getting the frequency of the planet, and then it's lodging in one of these 64 genetic codons that we have in our makeup. Mm. So what we're saying is human design is a way of reading our genetic code. Mm. I love that I oh. asked you this, and not to tap my own self on the back, but I just feel like there's these bodies of work like human design, like astrology, like Vedic astrology, all of it, where people tend to just look at it and say it works, but there's some sort of mystery to it. And as yes. much as there is mysticism to human design, the intentionality that went into calculating your genetic code is so amazing. And I know anyone who's listening now, even if they pause the episode and look up their chart, they're going to see a few things. They're going to see a couple of numbers, whether they're a generator, a manifesting generator, a projector, a reflector, a manifester. Um, and they're going to see a crazy chart with all these colors. So can you, um, you know, given that we are only here for a limited amount of time and you have so much information, and I and I also found when I was talking to you that your take on it is so much more nuanced than your everyday person because you've just been studying it, you know, your everyday person who studies it, you've just been at it for so many decades. So I would love to help everyone understand, let's say they put their information in their chart right now and they're hoping whether they see you or someone for a reading that they're able to at least get some sense of themselves through it. Um, what are some things that you would want them to consider, take a look at, or help them understand with? Absolutely. So look, get your chart, go to our website, evolutionaryhumandesign.com, and get your free report, right? Free report. In the report, it'll have a picture of your chart. It'll have a lot of the information that goes with that, and we'll tell you all about your type. There are these six or five or six different types in human design, some of them more refined than others. But as you're saying, some people are energy types. The majority of people on the planet are energy types, like go, 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 go. Other people are more kind of laid back. They're more kind of watching. They're more kind of giving direction to things like that. And just even understanding the difference in these two natures of charts is huge. 
you know, a lot of us have just been compelled to just get involved in everybody else's ways of doing things. And when you understand about your design and how it works, all of a sudden, as I say, it's a self-remembering device. You realize my design works like this. And I, I always say to people, you know, it's not a belief system. This, this is a system that's scientific mm-hmm. and it's worth experimenting with. Mm-hmm. Give it a try. Find out what your type is. And then the most important thing of all, actually, you bring up is the authority, mm-hmm. how we make decisions. Mm-hmm. So despite all the years that we spent in school and trainings and this and that, programming our brain and our mind how to think about stuff, human design says basically this is the last place to go looking. Mm. when you want you to make clear decisions for yourself. Mm. And within the human design, there are these six different ways. Each of us has one of these ways of making our own decisions on our behalf. And again, you know, you start time after time making decisions according to your own nature, mm-hmm. to whatever it is that seems to be confronting you in that time. And all of a sudden, everything starts to change. Mm. So these are the two key elements that I find in human design. There's also what we call profile. There are 12 of these different profiles. And when you are, you know, this is how the world sees you just right off the bat. Mm. And you start finding people on the same wavelength, if you will, and it's how easy it is to connect with them. And others, you have to make a bit more effort because they have a different profile. Ah. Fourth component is what I call the life theme. There are 192 life themes. Each of us has one of these life themes for our whole lifetime. And it's like the storyline in a book. It just follows you the whole lifetime. And when you recognize what your life theme is, you'll just see, oh, my goodness, I can really connect into this. I don't have to stray outside and try and live something else. Mm -hmm. So, for example, actually, your life theme is the life theme of the four directions. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is like going to the seashore. And when the tide goes out, you go all the way down, follow the tide out and see, you know, what's been revealed down there. You go out, extrovert, explore it all out. And then sure enough, the tide turns around, you go home, you sit, put your feet up, have a cup of tea, and you cogitate and resonate with whatever it is that took place there. So yeah. it's a life of going out and a life of coming in. It's a huge exploration lifetime. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things come to you as really personal, profound truths because of the experiences you open up to yourself. Mm. My life theme is explanation. My whole thing is telling people about human design and all about their lives and how them, how to keep on expanding their life and just saying there's always something more. Mm. So there's, as I say, 192 of these different life themes. We wrote a book about it. It's called The Book of Destinies. Fascinating stuff. Do you want to get your daily dose of greens, but you feel like you're kind of eating dirt? This episode is sponsored in part by our dear friends over at AG1. And what I love about their greens is that they're not only carbon neutral, but they taste really good. I started taking AG1 because I really wanted to get all the nutrients and vitamins that I could possible, but I just couldn't bring myself to drink those celery, vegetable, juice, smoothie situations. I wanted something that actually tasted good and was also really good for me. So their greens taste very tropical, tasty, and yes, they have travel packs that are perfect for road trips and getaways because if you're anything like me, You don't want to bring a big old box of powder. So you never have to miss out. I've been on Athletic Greens for the past year and I cannot seem to live without it. I actually look forward to drinking my greens with them every morning. So with one tasty little scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, 
and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This very special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, even anti-aging. It's really all the things. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and just give your immune system this gift of convenient, daily, easy nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, AG1 is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com slash U-Term. That's D-R-I-N-K-A-G-1.com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N, drinkag, and the number one, ag1.com slash U-Term, to take ownership over your health and pick up the daily nutritional insurance that your body needs. Now let's get in to this week's episode. What a cool name. Like that just sounds like something straight out of like freaking Indiana Jones, like the book of destinies. Like we just, it is. It what is. a cool. It's the whole story of humanity, if you will, at this time. Like yeah. the, all 192 life themes are in there. And you mm-hmm. start recognizing what your theme is and how that works. And then you see your family. It's like, oh my goodness. Wow. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. I saw a psychic. I don't know if you're into that kind of thing, Chetan, but I've never gotten a reading so accurate. And this woman is like next level. I've sent her to a few friends. Um, and I haven't put her on the podcast because what happens is that they get so booked from that that they can't help my friends anymore. Anybody that I recommend. Um, this has happened before, but I will say she said to me, like, who's Debbie? And I'm like, my mom, who's Alan, my dad, who's Hassan, who I'm seeing for coffee today. Like it was just like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, you saw somebody that from your past on Tuesday. How was it to see that? It was just a crazy reading. Um, sometimes people feel like when you're getting a human design reading, it's like you're psychic because you're, you're touching into something so accurate. Um, when you talk about these different life themes, is that something that they can see right on the app? when they put their information in, or is that something they have to go to the book of destinies to go further into? Like, how does somebody find that piece of information? And then I want to ask you about the six different archetypes and stuff like that. Yeah, it is in the book of destinies. The app will tell you which your life theme is, and it'll tell you the page in the book it's on. But yeah, the book is another matter. It's on Amazon and all kinds of places. Okay. And I would absolutely recommend getting the Kindle version because it's all in color. Mm. Fun. There's some beautiful graphics involved. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, and then also, you know, I know that the majority of the population is what human design would call a generator, which seems like right. when most people do their human design and they input their information, um, they find out if they're a generator, a manifesting generator, a manifestor, projector, reflector. Um, so somebody might see generator and say, oh, I'm just like everyone else. But if there's anything I've learned, you're not. The 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 chart. <laughs> Yeah, your life direction. Um, the is there's so much more to it. So, can you walk us a little bit through your take on those types? Because I know everyone has a different explanation, even though there's a body of work on it. Um, for just as a starting layer for somebody to start unpacking themselves. Let's say they just look at if they're a generator or whatever they are. Okay, so let's just say the universe is very generous. Mm-hmm. There are no duplicates. You will never, ever, ever meet anybody living the same life you're living. And so whether somebody is a generator, manifesting generator, who cares? It's somebody else's story. 
Mm-hmm. But for your story, the mo- that's why I say this is a self-remembering device. You don't need a psychic to tell you what's going to happen in your life. Because this the human design brings you into present tense in your own life. You don't have to stop and think about stuff. You have instant clarity if you're true to your design. So there are these five different types. There are what people we call manifestors. They make up about 10% of the world's population. And manifestors, in a sense, we could say they are self-catalyzing. They recognize something needs to happen. They, they get drawn to doing something. Off they go. They make it happen. It's done. Then there are people that we call generators. And again, probably about 30% of the world's population. And they have the sacral center or the sex center, the life force center activated in their chart. And what we say about generators is, look, you've got this massive amount of life force energy. You are generating life force energy all the time. Use it well. And when I say use it well, this is not a thinking process. This is not like I'm supposed to do this. I've got to do this, that and the other. It's about getting what we call a gut response. It's a movement of energy in the lower belly that rises in response to whatever it is that appears in front of you. It can be a menu. It can be somebody asking you about something, but you have this potential to respond. And the response is either a rising of energy, which basically says I'm interested, or the energy shuts down and says not now. When a generator knows this about themselves and they're getting a not now, it really does mean not now. And then everyone's saying, well, when? You know, maybe later, maybe some other time, but not now. Already my energy is involved in something else because what happens for most generators, they get totally overcommitted to everybody and everything. And they end up not being able to commit, not being able to finish things, finalize things. They become unreliable and they get very, very frustrated in their own lives because they're always on an overload. Mm-hmm. So the gut response for a generator is absolutely the key. Mm-hmm. Then we have people called manifesting generators. I think that's different bring all together. Mm-hmm. They have this potential gut response. They have this rising of energy in their lower belly. But it's basically just, well, you've got my interest. It's not like, hey, I'm going to jump into this thing and do it all. It's just, you've got my interest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my due diligence now to check out whether this is something that really merits my full attention. And so I say it's a little bit like driving a stick shift car. You get the initial yes, you go into first gear. You know, and you go a little bit down the road and you check, you know, what about this? What about that? Is this still interesting for me? Does this still bring a big yes in me? And if it does, we'll do second gear. And we keep going a bit by bit by bit, constantly checking out, am I already involved? You know, who's involved? Am I getting paid for this thing? Is it really interesting for me? Third gear, until you come to what I call a moment of truth. And in that moment of truth, it's either a go, 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 or it's drop the whole thing. And in that moment of truth, if you drop the whole thing and everyone's saying, hey, what happened? We thought you were going to do this because we really want your energy in all of this. You just say, it's not happening. Call me another time. But if you get the go, 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 nobody's going to see you for dust for the next however long it takes. You're going to be so heads down, so involved in it, so fulfilling everything. So probably the most capable of all designs is a manifesting generator who goes through that due diligence. And then we have people that we call projectors. I'm a projector myself. And in a sense, our design is about standing on the sidelines. We're kind of natural outsiders in a way. And we're just watching everything going along. 
And because we're outside, we're not involved, we're not head down and everything, we have this means to be able to point out to people, this might be a good thing for you. Hey, you need some guidance? Let me offer it to you. But projectors literally have to be hands off until they really get pulled into something. And then the, fourth, the fifth type is what we call the reflector type, and these have a completely open design. Very rare people, like one in a hundred. And uh, they literally reflect the world back to them, to other people. So it's, uh, it's a very, very different kind of design. Some of the wisest people you ever come across are reflectors, but also some of the most overloaded people because they don't see how they fit in. So the majority of people are manifesting generators. The next are generators. Then there's projectors, about 20% of the world's population, and then there are manifestors. So there are no good charts and no bad charts, right? And the great thing is when you understand how your chart works, everything in your life changes. Mm. Okay, so this is kind of like the starting layer and just kind of breaking down how common different starters are. I also know that there's the decision-making authority, which I thought was interesting because you talked about manifesting generators, which I am one. No, um, you're a manifester. Ashley, you're a manifester. Am I really? Yes. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. I thought I was a manifesting generator. This is just you're like- Self-catalyzing. Self-catalyzing. Wow. You get the heads up on something, it's a dumb deal. You know? Everybody get out of the way. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I'm actually- um, Ever, I was just telling you before we hit record because I moved Florida. My family's been in real estate forever. Early in my career, I was financially not the most responsible, but very inspired. So I would always do things, take on projects, spend, spend, spend. Now I'm getting, I'm getting older. I'm getting wiser. And I just came to Florida and my brother just found this neighborhood in this area that I really want to invest. And the house the houses in this area are just going up so fast. I can barely chase the prices. Um, and so I'm going to go get my own license for real estate so that I don't have to deal with realtors because it's just taking too long to wait for them to get back to me and da, 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 da. Um, and so it's very much like I'm off to the races, um, which is so interesting. But you, you, you talk about that decision-making center. Um, so some people, and I wanted to explain that. I know you kind of touched on it. So not only are people going to get their archetype, whether they're a manifestor, generator, et cetera, et cetera, but they also get kind of how they make decisions, like sacral, or I believe it's emotional. Am I right? Or yeah. splenic? Yep. You have emotional authority. Right. So that means it takes so me a minute to make a decision. I have to sit with it. it. It depends. You know, emotions, as we all know, they go up and they go down. Yeah. Sometimes you're high as a kite. Sometimes your nose is in the mud, you know, and up and down and up and down. So if you're making a decision only when you're up or only when you're down, it's going to be a slight chaos in your life. Yeah. So the whole thing in the end is learning how to surf the waves, how to be in touch with your feelings at any particular moment in time as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is even as waves go up, you know, I'm so excited about something. You still have that kind of golden thread that runs right through the middle. It's not affected by the highs and lows. It's just... Right. I get this really strong sense in my solar plexus here. I get this stillness yeah. in my belly, and I know I'm going to get involved in this. Yeah. So basically, it may take a moment. It may you need to sleep on stuff. Maybe you need to take a week or two to make a really resounding decisions. But if you have that possibility of being in touch with your feelings, you know darn well when you know. 
Yeah. That's that. So (laughs) that's really cool about human design because I actually used to think that I was quick to make decisions. But when I got my chart read with you uh, and I found out you need time at first, it didn't resonate. And then I realized you're so right because I spend a lot of time, I used to spend a lot of time undoing decisions that I made too quickly because I needed more time. So I think my human design chart kind of reflected back to me that there was this need that I had had that I wasn't really listening to. So there's the emotional authority. And then the other one is splenic. Okay. Yeah, so these are people that are generators, manifesting generators, and they don't have the emotion center defined or colored in. Mm-hmm. So just a gut response puts them, yes, interesting, or not now. Mm-hmm. You know, the not now is so important because mm-hmm. we've all been trained to make nice. Oh, you need my help. Oh, you need me to be involved here. And it, everything shuts down, says not now, leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then there's splenic authority. You also have this spleen center defined. So you will know you are quick. Mm-hmm. You I get am. stuff right away, but we're saying also you have this emotional authority, so it's really worth your while getting that emotional clarity, mm-hmm. you know, riding the wave and just feeling through things. Am mm-hmm. I turbulent or am I calm in my belly when I'm looking at this thing here? Mm-hmm. And then there are some people who have what we call a willful authority. And basically, I say to them, what they want is what needs to happen. Mm. But the key is, do they really know what they want, what they really has value, what really merits them putting their willpower into stuff? Mm. There are people that have what we call self-authority, and this is a total inside thing, that they have to know inside themselves. It's almost like the easiest way I describe it is like having a little flower in your in your sternum here. And I get people to choose, you know, if you've got self-authority, just tell me, what flower do you really like? And they say, well, maybe a rose. And I say, great. Well, a rose exists in two ways, little bud and the bloom. Mm. Right? So just imagine this little bud sitting in the middle of your sternum here, and life is offering you something or other. Do you want to get involved in this? And do you want to get involved in that? And this little rosebud is waiting for the right weather conditions. It's waiting for the right situation, the right request, the right involvement. And if it gets that right involvement, it's not a thinking process. The rose just opens up. Mm. And so people with self-authority, all of a sudden they realize, I'm getting this expansion here. I'm just going to get involved with this. Mm. So it's almost and like instead people, of, it's like they choose where their energy goes versus them having to make a choice when energy is brought to them. Exactly that. Like That's the beautiful thing about human design is when you're in touch with your own authority, you consistently make decisions that are right for you. In any circumstance. And, it, you know, it's a magical thing, I have to tell you. Mm. Your whole life turns around when you start consistently making right decisions. Mm. And then there are people that have what we call outer authority. And these are people that are reflectors by design or people that have a mental definition. And they're great explorers. They're great researchers. People with mental definition and that they, they love to be able to talk things through. You know, if I say this, what's the what's the feedback? And if I look at this, what what am I getting from it? And slowly, slowly working their way into what really is trying to guide them. Mm-hmm. And we say generally, take your time over it. If you if you have this outer authority, take your time over it. You know, the the mind is not a great place to, to resolve issues. Mm-hmm. Yes, it can be very clever. Yes, it can process stuff. But the actual decision making comes from another part of your makeup. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the the authority of the decision-making, very, very important. I love that so much. And then I also know 
And that's something that they can see in the app. If they download your app for human design, they can see their authority. They can see their archetype. Um, What about the numbers? Can you tell me a little bit about those? Because I know people see a conscious number, an unconscious number, and and I I want to equip everyone as much as I can because I know they're going to see their colorful body chart and be like, what the hell do, do I make of these colors first? Let me just reiterate. There's no good chart and no bad charts. Mm-hmm. There's just your charts, your unique charts, right? So in making up the chart, we've involved the star fields around us. We've divided the sky up into 64. And each of these 64 gateways is one of the star fields around us. And so within these 64, this is relating to the I Ching, which has 64 hexagrams, and each hexagram has six lines in it. So we're dividing the sky up into 384 compartments, right? 64 hexagrams with each with six lines in them. So very specific. You pop out into the world at a particular moment in time. There is a stream of energy coming from the universe, from all sides, activating your genetic coding as you come out into the world. So we have two columns of numbers relating to the planets and various things. We have 13 on one side, the conscious. We have 13 on the unconscious side. So we've got star field frequency. We've got planet information where the star field energy came through. And then we've got the genetic codon within you. So we have a very specific star field frequency, like music of the spheres, music of the planet, music that lodges within you. So it has a very, very particular frequency. We've got 13 on one side, conscious. We've got 13 on the other side, unconscious. Mm. So imagine 13 fingers on each hand and a keyboard, and you're playing that chord. That is your frequency. That is your unique, specific matchless frequency you're the one that's got that frequency so in this life you know after you're born all of a sudden things start happening for you different people different situations start coming in and out of your life and every now and again something comes to you and there's a resonance there's a frequency match from whatever it is that appears to be coming to you that matches your unique specific frequency and it's basically saying hey there's a potential involvement here So however we describe it in human design, this is all about being in tune with your life. Now, the unfortunate thing is we pop out into the world and within five minutes, you know, we've got lights coming at us. We've got people handling us. We're getting wiped down, you know, and all of these conditioning aspects around us, people that are going through motions rather than behaving consciously, you know, and all of a sudden we start getting morphed out of what's natural and normal for us. We end up in a family, goodness knows what the family background's all about. You know, we go to kindergarten, God knows what they do in kindergarten. You know, we go to baby school, (laughs) we go to church, and all these conditions start bombarding us with different ideas of how the world works. And here's so this unique, precious, unique frequency comes into the world, and all of a sudden there's all these distorting frequencies that happen around us. And so the thing with human design is it says, hey, on a minute, this is your frequency. This is how, this is your design. This is your unique frequency. And the more you start remembering this frequency and start playing with it in your life, both the unconscious and the conscious, and you start accepting it, and you start seeing this is how life works for me. 
And immediately all these conditions start evaporating and dropping away and all these distortions in life, the things we've been told to do, only to find out sometime later, my goodness, why am I doing this? This has nothing to do with me. You know, why did I get involved with so-and-so? It's like, was I crazy or what? So, you know, human design really does, as I say, it puts you on the spot in your own life. So it's magical stuff. Now you're asking about colors. We start with the two colors, the black and the pink or the black and the red. The black is the conscious, the red is the unconscious, the genetic inheritance. Or we might say, if you're really esoterically inclined, the, the pink or the red is the previous lifetime stuff. Mm. It's all in there one way or another. Some of it's karmic, some of it's family, you know, but it, all of it has to come to that place of acceptance. And having read for people that are enlightened, fully realized people, I know darn well, looking at their design, they understand their unconscious and their conscious. They are true to both parts. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, you know, this frequency thing I talk about. All of us know when we're in tune with our life. Mm. You know, we, we just know it. But yeah. we also know when we're out of tune with it, we're overloaded, we're fed up, you know, we're bored, we're pissed off, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's fun to hear you talk about this because I I mean I oversimplify it. To me, I'm like, okay, you've got your type, you know, generator, etc. You've got your how you make decisions, and you've got these numbers. One is a conscious number, one is an unconscious number. So technically, the unconscious number is a number that represents a life experience or way of being that you discover later in your life. But obviously, you're saying enlightened people tend to be aware of both their conscious and unconscious because they don't need more time to embody who they truly are. They're already awake to that. Yeah. So it's interesting because I would say that your initial number, your conscious number, and how do people find that when they're in your app? I know that there's something that scrolls down. So if they use the app after this, or even they pause and they go put it in, they see those numbers. How do they know which one's the conscious one and the unconscious one? Okay. Well, then there's the second book we did, the book of lines. Mm. And um, this is really, you know, this tells you it opens up to all the different line information. Great. So very specific, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I say to people, read a line and sit with it. The oh, lines are in a very simple way. Just absorb it, sit with it, meditate over it for a day. And it's basically guiding you to something that's very natural and normal within you. Mm -hmm. Of course, the unconscious side of us is much more difficult for us to approach. The mm -hmm. conscious stuff, yes, we can see that about ourselves how we do things. But the unconscious takes a little bit more digging. You know, that's why I say teasingly, you know, there's quite a number of years working with a psychoanalyst to get all this stuff out. But with human design, it's there. It's actually part of the calculation. You can see it. It's so cool. I'm just like sitting here nodding, just like, wow. Okay. So what have I not asked you about human design that you think would be useful for anyone who is, and I love that you talk about the book of destiny, the book of lines, I feel like this is the most, these titles are just as good as like birth control pill, like the pill, like Madonna, the book of lines, book of death. Like you've got it so clear. Um, what would you say is one of the most powerful things that people should, I don't know, look for, consider, understand, or maybe just something I haven't asked you yet that we should okay. share with them? Well, you know, the further you get into life, the more you find out the things you've been told are absolute nonsense. You know, history. Yeah. I mean, who who writes history? It's like some idiot that seemed to have some prejudice about how life's supposed to be. But anyway, you know, we've all been told a 
bag of goods, you know, about life. Yeah. And the whole thing is, we still have this thing called war. We have this stuff called domestic violence. We have this stuff called addictions. We have, you know, the biggest cause of, of disease, disease in the world is heart disease. There is no need for this stuff. If you are living true to yourself, you know, you don't have a problem with anybody else. You don't have an issue where people are upsetting you the whole time, where you get violent and all freaked out about it. You know, it's just basically people are so out of balance in their life. They're so conditioned by whatever folklore or old wives tales or goodness knows what, you know, religions based on some interpretation of somebody that lived several thousand years ago. You know, all of these enlightened people, you know, the Buddhas, the Mohammeds, the Jesuses, the Krishnas, all these guys, you know, they, they were people that appreciated their nature. They were in touch with their nature. That's why they're such magical people, because they were living true to themselves. Mm. Now, each one of us has that same potential. Mm. I think the thing is, we've been we've been sidelined so much. Yeah, and I think these very human needs that we have can feel so intimidating, like um, the dynamic between wanting to be free and and also needing to do work to exist, whether it's to earn money or to take care of your family. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's interesting to take these paradigms, these ideas like human design and, and then layer onto it, what it takes to exist in this world. And I feel like a lot of people who look at their human design, they probably want to know, am I going to have epic love? Am I going to have a partner? Am I going to have, um, money or prosperity or whatever these things are? What would you say to someone who's looking at their chart, hoping to find that answer in particular? The very first step, love yourself yeah love yourself be be in touch with who you are love yourself and then of course you're in a place to love everybody else of course you're going to attract the right people to you because you're going to recognize somebody else that loves themselves yeah there's not going to be this imbalance where one person's having to hold up the partnership the whole time Mm -hmm. you know so it's just there it is it's the bottom line we have never in our lives been encouraged to be true to ourselves We've always been told, you know, go and produce grandchildren, go get a job, you know, go do this, go do that. You know, I suggest, you know, you should do this. You must do that. These are all obligations that come out of a mistaken past. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the moment you tune into your own life and you start living in attunement with your own life, everything changes. Yeah. All of a sudden you start becoming blissful. You start literally recognizing wow i am absolutely a sovereign being yes okay and as such you know as such i am absolutely as powerful as anybody else on the planet perhaps more so because mm. everyone is listening living according to other people's rule systems and it's rubbish yeah of course you stop for a red light you know but what else do we need in life <laughs> you know <laughs> Oh my God. That's and okay. So you have so many books that I feel like everyone needs to read, but where can we, what would be as the best starter point? Would you say the best starter? But well, look, the best starter point is go to our website, mm-hmm. evolutionary human design, get your free report. Okay. And if you have a phone or a tablet or something, get the free app as well and just start playing with the stuff. Mm-hmm. It, of course, do your own design first. Let me just 
Well, this is the cover. This is actually a German version of it. There are 14 language versions of this book now, but it's called Human Design, Discover the Person You Were Born to Be. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's a complete story of how to get your type and authority and profile. Perfect. And then the other two books, the book of lines, and then there's the third book. This is the book of destinies. Perfect. Right? So these are a great place to start. You will have so much fun with these books. I can't and, wait. I'm about uh, to go uh, in a hole. And, and go, into, go into the website, get your free reports, and literally get your own chart and start finding out how this chart works for you. I yeah. guarantee you, everything in your life's going to change. Yeah, it's beautiful and stuff. And there it is, you know, what can I say? You ask, what am I going to tell people to do? Yeah. And the bottom line is be true to yourself. Chet and didn't you live with Osho for a hot minute, like for a while? Hot minute, eleven years I lived. Eleven with years. <laughs> yeah, wild, wild country and more. Wild, oh my wild gosh, country. I have more questions than answers right now, but I'm going to leave it here. I'm so grateful for you and your wisdom and the work you're doing, and that we cross paths. Absolutely, Ashley. No Thanks, mistakes man. in this universe. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into the U-Turn podcast. And thank you again so much for our sponsors. We are here because of you and to our listeners. Thank you for checking out our sponsors. We always pick people and brands that we trust and we believe in. And just for listening to the show, writing your reviews on the Apple app, and just being willing to make your own U-Turns. We'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.